0: This episode of uh, filling in the gap is the 282nd episode of 200 on private equity uh, and here we're going to pick up where we left off uh, with the 1940 investment advisors act uh, advertising regulations right and of course the pertinent provision in the statute that's been covered in the last uh, two episodes is the, excuse me, the anti-fraud provision. Uh, and uh, we covered the text uh, of that provision in uh, episode uh, 280, right? But uh, there's more than just the text, right? So the SEC has provided some guidance on uh Which advertisements will fall within the purview uh, of the provision, right? And uh, that's where we left off with uh, in episode 281 and and that we're going to pick up with uh, in this episode, right? Uh, But uh, to be more specific, we were talking about uh, the uh, anti-fraud provision as it pertains to advertisements that disclose model performance results, right? So it's important to keep that all straight, right? So what must firms uh, refrain from doing here? Uh, Well... Uh, Firms uh, cannot uh, fail to disclose uh, that some of the securities or strategies reflected uh, in the model portfolio uh, do not relate uh, or relate only partially uh, to the services uh, currently offered uh, by the investment advisor. Uh, More than that, uh, firms uh, cannot uh, fail to disclose that the investment advisor's clients uh, actually had... uh, investment results that were materially different uh, from those that are being portrayed in the model in the advertisement right Uh, if the firm discloses the actual performance results uh, of a portfolio in an advertisement right uh, it cannot uh, fail to disclose uh, that uh, the results relate only to a select group uh, of the investment advisor's clients Uh, More than that, uh, the firm must disclose the basis on which the selection was made uh, and uh, the effect uh, of this practice on uh, the portrayed results, right? Uh, So, uh, what would uh, the uh, advertisement uh, numbers look like uh, if the firm had included everybody, right? That must be disclosed. Uh, If uh, the firm discloses uh, the gross and net performance results of a portfolio, Uh, it cannot uh, present data that does not uh, reflect the deduction of fees, uh, commissions, uh, and expenses that a client would pay, right? Uh, An advertiser, though, may uh, present uh, gross performance results uh, if the advertiser also presents net performance information. Uh, here, both the gross and net performance figures uh, must be presented uh, in an equally prominent manner, right? Uh, but if they can't, uh, the advertiser uh, may still uh, be able to present gross and net performance if uh, she or he is delivering a one-on-one presentation. Uh, to a uh, wealthy or institutional investor. Uh, Here, uh, she or he must still disclose that the performance figures uh, do not reflect uh, the deduction of investment advisory fees. Uh, The advisor must disclose that the client's return uh, will be reduced by the amount of the investment advisory fees and other expenses Uh, that the client may incur in the management of uh, her or his uh, investment advisory account. And uh, the investment advisor uh, must disclose that the investment advisory fees uh, are described in Part 2 of the investment advisor's uh, Form ADV. Uh, What else uh, must the advisor disclose? Uh, Well, uh, the advisor must provide a representative example that shows uh uh the effect that uh, uh I- that investment advisory fees uh that are compounded over a period of years could have on the total value uh, of a client's portfolio right and I see that my five minute uh time marker has come, and that concludes this two hundred and eighty second episode of two hundred on private equity, not of course ruling out the possibility of yet more bonus sessions.